is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for people who love interpersonal drama between grown-ass men who really should have something better to do. Each week, we talk about Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, and fairly niche pop culture references. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm Abigail. I'm here with Jillian. And we have a lot to talk about this week. We have more than I realized we did. I know. Which you think is always the case. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're always like, I didn't even like anything. There wasn't even anything that was good. And then like four hours and 72 seconds later. (laughs) I know. I love it. Well, in that spirit, um, I think we should get right down to it and smack it down. Let's do it. So SmackDown kicks off this week with a lot of excitement. Um, The king of himbos, Pat McAfee, is here. And I know you love him. You must have been excited. I was so excited. I learned for the first time this week that some people don't like Pat McAfee, and it was shocking to me. I didn't understand it. I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other. I, I lean more toward liking him, but I don't really have a history with Pat. So I really loved when he was on commentary with Michael Cole because he was just like golden retriever energy all over the place, and Michael Cole was Michael Cole. Yeah. So that was a really glorious period for me. That would be fun. Maybe they'll bring him back someday. I hope so. But like he was really happy to be there. He loves Denver. He loves SmackDown. He loves all the fans. But we can't have nice things. And neither can Pat because who appears but Austin Theory. Or as I'm pretty sure we coined it forever, A-Town Clown. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's important to talk about the fact that there was an A-Town Clown sign sighting in the wild. Yeah, I just Um, really feel like that person is a friend of the show. So if you're out there, let us know. Yeah, like we're not mad if you also came up with that on your own. Just reach out. We'd like to hang out. We have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, During his diatribe, Austin brings up Pat's criminal past. I didn't know that was a thing. So I had to look it up because I didn't know either. Did Do you know what it was for? Like a DUI or something? No. Um, <laughs> he was found swimming in a canal in Broad Ripple in Indianapolis, intoxicated. Oh, boy. And when the police officer asked if he'd been drinking, he said he was very drunk. But wasn't it okay to walk home? Oh, boy. This is the most Pat McAfee crime that I can imagine. Like drunk swimming in a filthy Indianapolis canal. (laughs) I like the idea that he thought he was walking home when he was really swimming in a canal. I know. Um, This is, I think, the most innocent and frankly, (laughs) a little bit adorable crime that I have ever heard of a wrestler being accused of. Yeah, for sure. Or I guess Pat's not a wrestler, but a wrestling personality. So Wrestling adjacent. Wrestling adjacent. So this goes back and forth. And then um, The Rock appears. What did, what did you think about The Rock finally returning to SmackDown? Um, can I say one thing real quick first about Austin Theory's no. theme song? No. Mm-mm. Yes, of course. I think, he, I think he like raps it or sings it or speaks in it, whatever it is. I think it's him. 
Well, there's probably a way we can find this out. I didn't look it up, but I was like, he talks about like the future being now or something. And I'm just like, it sounds like his dumb voice. While you're looking that up, I will answer your question. So I was really excited because, I mean, I like The Rock fine. I didn't watch The Rock as a wrestler. Like I was out of wrestling in that era, Mm -hmm. but I like his intro music. And also people lost their goddamn minds. So I've looked up the answer to your question. Um, A-Town Down, Austin Theory, is performed by Def Rebel. Oh, okay. Like like Def Leppard, D-E-F. Oh, wait, Rebel? Yeah, okay. Def Rebel. Okay. I don't know, bro. What if that's his rapping alter ego? <laughs> I really hope that's his SoundCloud rapper name. Next time you hear it, um, listen to see if it, if you think it sounds like him at all. I mean, if it's, I mean, it's it's not, but it does. I I get the vibe. I will give it a listen. Okay. Um, but you are right. The Rock's music is a bop. It's, it is. It's got a good groove to it. I feel like I was not as excited to see The Rock on TV, but if I had been there in that crowd, I would have absolutely lost my mind because he used to be my favorite wrestler. Oh, when you were a wee I love The Rock. Yeah, when I first started watching, I love The Rock. I love that. So um, I think it's safe to say The Rock doesn't love Austin Theory. No, he was like, I feel like, I, I don't know what his persona was really like as a wrestler, so I can't really speak to it that well, but it seems like he was brasher than i expected for smackdown i guess in some ways like didn't he call him like a bitch ass or something (laughs) he did in fact call him like a bitch ass um that is kind of the rock's thing is insulting people he's definitely an insult comic um (laughs) i would say brash is a good descriptor for how the rock's character has always been so this was very par for the course stuff okay i enjoyed it though because he really took a clown down many 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 notches and it was wonderful to see it was really great and it made me wonder you know how randy orton had the legend killer gimmick where he would beat up old people all the time (laughs) i have i you have told me about that before but i did not see it so what if austin theory is doing like the reverse of that where he gets beat up by the greatest stars of all time That'd like over amazing. and not just beat up but insulted really severely by you the know like punching really... bag yes i i also think that maybe austin theory has a little bit of a humiliation kink because he keeps putting himself in these situations i'm not gonna shame it i'm fine with watching austin i mean i might have a humiliation kink if it means austin theory's getting humiliated <laughs> bring it <laughs> we will not shame that kink tonight we will embrace <laughs> all of them Oh all my gosh. So uh this ends poorly for Austin Theory, <laughs> like almost like almost everything does. Um and it ended in a rock bottom and the people's elbow. And I think those are two of the only wrestling moves I can actually reliably identify. What do you think the point of this was? Um, I think the point of this was that they had just done a great big business deal that day. Mm, okay and like look at all this cool shit we can do for you we've got the rock and john cena yeah i honestly think that was kind of the point of it okay i just 
because I had a moment where I was like, are they just going to keep bringing bigger and bigger wrestlers to try to get Austin Theory over it? Like, it's going to be like, I mean, like, every possible wrestler they can bring to try to get him over. But I mean, I'm obviously, think- that's not how it turned out, right? I, you know. Really, all they've got left now would be like maybe Stone Cold and, you know, maybe Hulk Hogan. Like, I can't think of any like bigger deals for them to bring back to punk him out at this point. Ric Flair. (laughs) I would pay good hard earned money to see Ric Flair like woo around the ring and do the styling and profiling and at like 112 years old just hand Austin Theory's ass I'd love that Wouldn't it be beautiful it would be so then Charlotte comes out and she also hands him his ass and they high five over him and they both style and profile around the ring it'd be freaking amazing the Undertaker <laughs> that's it that's the Undertaker we still need him John Michaels maybe they like resurrect the ghost of i don't know who's the like most famous wrestler ever who's ghost they bring back like andy kaufman which would be one there you go that would that would be perfect too i support this (laughs) he would take dad take some notes (laughs) learn how to resurrect people dad it's important for next week it is spooky season right so after this uh kind of enjoyable non sequitur with everybody here we have the intersection of aj styles and finn balor yeah we do and um where do you think aj's friends are uh i'm guessing after that dressing down he gave them last week they were like bye like we're tired of your stupid ideas about how the earth is shaped and we're tired of you being mean to us aj and that's it we're done like we have put up with you for so long you and your dumb glossy hair and your dumb gloves and your dumb ideas about the globe you notice he surrounds himself with dudes who do not have long glossy hair so it does feel like it's a thing like he might be a little too proud oh you're right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm um (laughs) so i feel like there was a really terrifying moment in this i don't know if you remember aj sort of like falls out of an attempt to do the hurricane rana on finn yeah and he just sort of flats down and i don't know if that was like an intended spot or an accident but i was like oh god i know it was really weird i don't because they were like good counter by (laughs) and i was like um was that supposed to happen but like they've been doing it for so long that they played it off like it was supposed to happen so that's why yeah Yeah. i was like um okay nobody died so keep going i mean that that's kind of like the whole show right wrestling nobody died (laughs) it's a good show (laughs) um you know because the judgment day can't do anything by themselves no uh dom and damien are there i love that dom tried to give finn some water he's like do you need water (laughs) and uh you know damien unfortunately gets busted trying to cheat (laughs) and he and dom are ejected from the match so now it's an even playing field what did you think was going to happen after they were ejected from the match i'm curious if you had the same thought i did i mean i feel like it was uh usually what happens right they get 
ejected and then somebody wins pretty quickly like i feel like it's usually the team the member of the quote-unquote team who's not being ejected that seems like the way it goes pretty quickly i didn't expect what did happen what what did you think i I thought J.D. McDonough was going to run his people-pleasing oh. ass out there. I'd be like, don't worry, bros. I've got this one. But instead, instead, it is Jim frickin' Uso. Mm-hmm. Is he Do becoming you... a pick-me? I think he is uh, a real pick-me. I think he's jealous that yeah. the Judgment Day is after Jay. And they're like, it's mm-hmm. not you, Uso. Yeah. He, at some point, I don't know if it was later on, but he said he's like, we're even now. Everything's fine. Even Steven. But I'm like, Jim, I don't know. I think you, I think you don't really want to be in the bloodline. I think that's it, right? He doesn't want to really be in the bloodline, but he doesn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And like literally anyone who will hang out with him might be okay at this point for him i think jay is better at being alone i think jay is better at being alone despite all the flack he's getting i really do think that yeah is jay ever really alone though well i mean not with all those fucking busy bodies on raw but that's a story for another day <laughs> that's true <laughs> so many busybodies in wrestling like so many busybodies and so many people so intensely focused on Jay, like, yes, it's like, you know, how they always tell you like, <laughs> oh, if you're worried what other people think of you, just remember that they probably aren't thinking about you at all. Yeah, that's not true for Jay. Yeah. Everyone is thinking about Jay all the time. <laughs> you know what this means? Mm. Jay has become Bella Swan. <laughs> Everybody is talking about Ooh. Bella Swan. <laughs> They're going to do a profile on Jay for the school paper. Big deal. Very big deal. Jay, we need your um, playlist for prom. It's really important. (laughs) So uh, jumping ahead a little bit, you know, some other things happen. But ultimately, uh, we run into Finn and Jimmy backstage and you know finn kind of like very insultingly thanks jimmy for his assistance and this is when jimmy is like no dude it's all yeah it's all just to be cool um and finn does kind of dangle the carrot of the judgment day here which i surprised me a little (sighs) i wonder if they're trying to i don't know i never believe that their intentions are pure so i'm just wondering if they're trying to like really drive like a permanent wedge between the usos yeah or if or they'll just take one if they can't get both so like have like hedge their bets a bit i'm not sure yeah this is very interesting and i think there's there's something i want to remember to ask you about on raw when it comes down to this like will jimmy or jay or whoever join the judgment day but i'm gonna save that for later Okay. And of course, we see over their shoulder who was watching everything go down but Paul Heyman. <laughs> he looked alarmed. I think Paul Heyman has realized that he thought he was driving a real car, but it's actually like one of those like carnival ride cars. He's not actually steering anything. <laughs> there aren't any actual brakes. 
No, he's just like on a carousel going in a circle, honking his little horn. Mm -hmm. Beep, beep. And no assistance is coming, no matter how mm -mm. much he honks. No. <laughs> so up next, um, we have the Latino World Order is in the ring and they start like sort of rehashing some old drama like just in case you haven't been watching wrestling for six weeks they're gonna let mm -hmm. you know what's going on like ray is still really sad about his son now he's united states champion he has all these new kids that don't suck they don't raid his fridge <laughs> they don't get cheeto stands on the couch they don't bring their awful girlfriend to family holidays they don't beat him up it's good stuff honestly like they are an upgrade um and then santos and ray have this moment where Santos is like, I've always want to face you in a title match, and I hope you'll give me an opportunity. And then, um, did this feel odd to you? Where Ray at first is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Ray just wants to fuck with him. <laughs> and then he's like, duh, psych, of course, little buddy. I wouldn't give it to anyone but you. It's like, what is happening here? It's, I've never seen anything like this before. It may have happened sometimes, but like since when do you challenge someone for a title out of love and respect i mean i think santos does most things out of love and respect he's just like a really good dude <laughs> it's just like hey i would love to relieve you of that title that you worked so hard for because i love like you brah you're kind of small and you've been through a lot and that title looks heavy so i honestly think the right thing to do aren't you old don't your knees hurt and whatnot? <laughs> what if your son beats you up again? Let me take that title for you. <laughs> I will take the beatings from your son and the title. It's a really good deal. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a very nice moment of love for the LWO. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it is broken up when Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits appear to tell everyone how they made six figures last month selling doTERRA essential oils. <laughs> Did they say that? No, I'm joking about them sounding <sighs> like they're in a multi-level marketing scam. <laughs> okay, it's like, oh my god, how did I miss it? That's amazing. I'm, I'm gonna start clearing my jokes with you before the show. It was just so <laughs> fluid. You did such a great, Thank great you. job. I mean, at Thank this point, I'll believe they say anything. Um, so Bobby says that um he thinks that the love fest is pretty awkward do, do you think bobby's right do you think he has a point um i don't know i feel like so many things happen in the ring i don't know i mean it was kind of weird <laughs> like yeah. it was a, i don't know that it was awkward it was strange it was um strange. but you know a lot of weird shit happens in the ring that's true and this probably i mean this isn't even the top 200 weirdest oh no not even close it's just just a little awkward so yeah. would you say that uh the street profits have successfully completed their heel turn at this point i would, I would assume so yes i mean <laughs> there was a lot of smashing around that happened there was quite a bit of smashing um unfortunately it looks like it all turns out that you know the street profits can beat up the lower level members of the LWO, <laughs> but then Santos and Ray can beat up the Street Profits, but no one can beat up Bobby Lashley. Yeah, he's like the boss. So you have to get through mm -hmm. those like lower levels. He's Bowser. <laughs> I would pay good money to see Bobby Lashley in a Bowser costume. I mean, really I think he'd money. do it. 
He probably would. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah. I think he'd have a good time. Um, I also really liked like how shocked Ray was by this betrayal from Bobby Lashley. Like he couldn't believe it. Yeah, I don't sometimes I don't know what Ray is up to. <laughs> What's going on there, buddy? Have you been trapped a couple years ago? I don't there, lots been happening. This has been a thing for a while now. I feel like Ray just assumes the very best in everyone until he is rudely confronted with the And opposite. assumes everyone loves him. I don't know. Right. Like he gets so much love that he's like, no, I'm cool with everybody. Like the shock of his son betraying him was so great that now he has zero radar for any betrayals on the horizon. It's over for him. After this one, um, we come back to a rivalry. I think we've been following pretty closely the Miz versus Los Angeles Knight. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think about this one? Uh, Miz is easily top two, and he ain't number two. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I, laughed, I laughed so hard at that. I just like, when I walk, I'm just like shaking my head and typing my notes and just being like, he is such a weirdo. I love him. Um, that was LA Night, right? Not Miz. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Did I say yeah, Miz I, accidentally? You did. You did. Oh, fuck's sake. I'm sorry. But I I mean, I feel like I mean, I could hear that line coming out of the Miz's mouth, too. He's just like slightly less wacky than L.A. Knight, but only slightly. Yeah, that's true. Miz um, tries to have some gravitas. He does. He tries to be a serious Hollywood man. But at the end of the day, there was a, a part in this where I really liked when Cole, like, I like when Cole tries to be the voice of reason sometimes. You yes. Know, like, to explain things and he's like talking he's like i think i think lots of people respect miz i think a lot more would respect him if he changed <laughs> like well thank you for that astute observation michael cole <laughs> appreciate it i mean i think there's a lot to like about the miz if he were someone completely different than who he is today his insights into the human condition <laughs> must be michael, recorded for posterity thank you michael michael cole. cole gets it he is a sage and a philosopher he is yeah, LA Knight said that hilariousness after uh, their match. Right. Although it would have been great if he was just shouting it while they were fighting. Like he's got a mic in one hand and he's kicking the Miz's ass with the rest of his body. Like, I they're going to put that. they're going to put one of those theater microphones on him so like it just sticks out <laughs> by his cheek. It's, it's like a little like has like that little pink oh, yeah. blob that pokes out and he's just going to like deliver his lines whilst wrestling. That's called innovation, Dad. You're welcome. That's a fantastic AV suggestion from a real pro. So, <laughs> so during during this wild LA Knight promo, I mean, he is coming for gold. He says, and he like calls out all these different people. Yeah. So now, now that he has emerged victorious, he has resoundingly got two victories and a two out of three over the Miz. Yep. Like. Where do we go from here? Who do you think is LA Knight's next target? That is my question. Where do we go from here? I mean, he heavily dropped Roman Reigns. I don't think they're going to let him go for Roman Reigns. Maybe they will now that the bloodline has been dismantled. I mm. doubt it a lot. So for Miz, I, or God damn, for LA Knight, I feel like it's very much either u.s championship Mm -hmm. maybe intercontinental 
I don't I don't see them letting him like step up to the like big boy belts. I mean, I think that makes a certain amount of sense, right? Like you've got to you got to walk before you can run. Yeah. So, I mean, he does have the undeniable Kavorka in his loins, but Probably. at the end of the day, he does not have any undeniable championships to support mm-hmm. a shot at Roman Reigns, right? You know. Yeah. I also think it would be a waste, right? Because if he goes in a rivalry with Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins, anybody up at the top of the food chain, you're not going to believe he has any chance to win. No, unless they do a really long story. Right. A really long story. And like they did that with Cody and did not work out for Cody. So I don't know that it's going to be. Although there is no fucking rhyme or reason to like the things that they do sometimes. So who the fuck knows? Maybe they'll tell a really long story with LA Knight. And let him win something. I have no idea what's going on. I think there is a super good chance that LA Knight is very close to being your next US champion. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, me too. I think that would be an excellent next step. Like, build him up. Give him some credibility, you know? And like, I don't know, jettison A-Town Clown from the earth. Right. We stop putting any focus on Austin Theory and we take all of their combined screen time and give it to Los Angeles Knight. I'm still scared they're going to do something with Clown that like, oh, he's going to go for the Intercontinental now, or now he's going for a championship championship. It's like, no, no. I think, unfortunately, it'll be a long time until we've seen the last of A-Town Clown. I know. Somebody up there really likes him. Better not be dad. Dad. Probably dad. (laughs) After this, we go backstage where we see uh, Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman watching this match. And Solo really hates Los Angeles Knight. Yeah, he was grumping about him. He re- And I guess it makes sense to me. Like, they're very different people. Oh, yeah. Solo's very, like, Solo is low-key until he needs to be high-key. <laughs> right? Like, I feel like his intensity is all very focused on violence. And all focused in one thumb. Yes. It's like one incredible pinpoint of murder. Yes. Whereas Los Angeles is very focused on saying inarticulate yet hilarious things into a microphone. (laughs) I love it so much. I love that for him. I don't ever want him to change. (laughs) I don't either. Um, Paul Heyman is like, I don't think we need to worry about freaking Los Angeles night right now, you idiot, because Jimmy is out here having some kind of personality breakdown on national television. <laughs> I know he's really like, wait, can we please redirect everyone's attention to what's more important here? Los Angeles night is not important. Come on, Solo. It's like, you're right. Instead of worrying about the dissolution of one of the great wrestling dynasties of all time, we should be more focused on this guy who shouts, yeah. (laughs) Solo, excellent decision-making. Maybe Solo's just mad because he's being drawn in and he likes it. Maybe. He's like, why do I feel the undeniable Kavorka when I hear this guy talk? I want to deny the Kavorka. (laughs) (laughs) Stay strong, Solo. Um, I'm with him on that. I I also want to deny the Kavorka. Yeah, I'm not into it. I feel like some interesting discourse happens here. Like Paul starts implying that like Solo is going to be responsible for everything that goes wrong because Jimmy is acting like a crazy person. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. I This whole thing with like, oh, we haven't heard from Roman. We don't know what Roman wants. It's just like, what is, what are we doing here, Paul? What are you doing? I think you need to look right. at your life and look at your choices. And I guess I get it. Like he can't make any decisions. So like we need right. Roman to say it's okay for Jimmy to be in the bloodline. We also need his okay to kill Los Angeles Knight. <laughs> but at the end of it, Solo is like, I know what I have to do. Yeah, Solo doesn't want permission to poop. He just wants to go do the thing. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly where a bear shits in the woods. It's wherever he feels like it. This is also where we saw Paul Heyman's new phone case. What'd you think? Uh, I got really excited and like looked them up because I was like, (laughs) these are definitely in the store. But they fucking retail for like $60 and like 40 to 60. Yeah, absolutely not. That's insane. Like, I know one of them has a magnet in it or something, and I'm not really sure I would be willing to pay $20 more for a magnet, but... like <laughs> It's so you can charge the, your phone more easily with a magnet. The $40 charger. ones... Okay, so that's at least a function. The $40 ones are literally the cheapest plastic phone cases I have seen since the county fair. Yeah, I mean, I see, like, little Etsy shops selling these things for, like, 10 bucks. Like, yeah. what's going on, wrestlers? Also, like... The selection is really weird. It's like so they have whack. an Ultimate Warrior one, and I'm just like, okay, cool, Ultimate Warrior. But then it's just like other. I don't know. I don't know how they went through and chose the ones they were gonna have as a phone case. Yeah. And the Roman Reigns one has like his logo two gimmicks back. Yeah, it's really old. Can I just say, uh, Dad? You know it would sell really well. Tarot cards. Tarot cards tarot cards that's an excellent suggestion jillian and i really hope someone dad is listening just talk to scarlet she's got them all set up she knows what to do she's got all that spooky shit on lockdown yeah like sell the spooky shit they're not gonna start selling spooky shit till three years down the line i just know it i just realized though we were talking about this has made me think about uh scarlet and shotzi's upcoming youtube show about paranormal stuff Yes. And I would love to see dad as their guest. That would be- <laughs> like, he doesn't know what they're doing. He's never watched a ghost hunting TV show in his life. He's so confused and annoyed, but he's got to be nice because they're good kids. That would be great. I would love that. You know, they're like, did you get the EVP? And he's like, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I don't care. I feel like the first episode or two is going to be rough of that show. <laughs> I mean, not all of the saw, episodes. The clip we saw looked freaking nuts. So. <laughs> I've got to remember to watch it. Also, I feel like they did exactly what we would do on a show like that. Just (laughs) laughed all the time at how dumb they are. I'm like, oh no, this is going to go so poorly. They are genuine friends. (laughs) If they can do it, we can do it. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So we are going to skip ahead a little bit to what passes for the main event. Ugh on uh smackdown which is your favorite wrestling talk show in mm-hmm. the world the grayson waller effect i pray every day that i will get a grayson waller treatment every <laughs> you want the rub i don't want the rub i just want to see him i want to hear him i want to hear his his wonderful not at all stupid jokes yeah 
Mm-hmm. His dumb haircut. He had a really dumb haircut this week. Did you notice his dumb haircut? I mean, I'm sorry he had a smaller, but it's dumb. He had a dumber shirt, if we're being honest. Was it a, just a Hawaiian shirt? Uh, it was like several different kinds of cat print up in that bitch. It was cat bad. print? Yeah, there was like some leopard. It was. Oh, I totally didn't. I was too distracted by his dumb hair. Okay. That was amazing um i have a question for you though like you know he and austin theory are buddies now but what if they break up and instead of feuding in matches they have feuding talk shows would you rather listen to the grayson waller effect or the latest wwe show austin's theories okay (laughs) does and remember, choking on vomit is not an alternative. It has to be one of those choices. Um, do, does the existence of these two talk shows preclude them from wrestling ever again? No, no, absolutely oh. not. I was going to go for A-Town. Uh, if that were the case, I guess I'll I'll go with Grayson Waller. I think I prefer the actual Grayson Waller effect significantly to the potential Austin's theories. I hate the intro to the Grayson Waller effect and I hate the music. (laughs) I love how much you hate it. Although if you hate it this much, you know what that means. In three months, it's going to be your favorite thing. I mean, depending on how Grayson Waller, if he changes his ways. If he dom-doms it up. Yeah. I can get on board. It doesn't take much. He did do one thing on this episode that I really enjoyed when he kind of scolded Cena for not taking his hat off. (laughs) He has a good one every now. I mean, La Knight, that was pretty good. And pretty good. Cena for not removing his hat. I did like when Cena came out and they're like playing his music and he's like walking around looking at the set being like, this is nice. (laughs) Like somebody's dad at college or something. It's a nice apartment, kid. They expect he's going to go over and like slap the desk a couple times. Man, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> if there were tires, he'd be kicking them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Cena and Grayson do not have the best time. Grayson asks if <laughs> Cena doesn't want to compete anymore. He says he's not the greatest because he hasn't been the same since he was defeated at WrestleMania by Grayson's boy. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory and a really interesting understanding of how that all went down. Yeah, a really interesting interpretation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Cena gets up. He's taken off his clothes. He takes off his hat. He takes off his shirt. It's about to get real magic Mike up in here. But then Jim Uso. Jim Uso. Um, do you agree with Jim Uso that nobody wants John Cena? Um, I feel like Jim Uso does not know how to read a room very well. I think people were pretty excited to see John Cena. Um, yeah, I, Jim Uso's busy bodying about, I really don't understand what his beef is with John Cena. Like who gives a fuck? You know what? Jim Uso thinks that he is a Cody Rhodes, a Sami Zayn, a Kevin Owens, a Drew McIntyre, that he can just get in everybody's business and do whatever he wants. <laughs> but that's not your role, Jim. That is not who you are. No. I did really like, though, that he referred to himself as Jim Uso. 
I know. I, I just about died. I know. I was like, that's, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim Musso. So it seems like John Cena is about to offer Jim Musso a gentle correction on his ideas. Mm-hmm. But then here comes Solo Sokoa. Yeah. And uh, things get a little weird. Do you want to, do you want to take us through what happens? So like, I thought this was kind of exciting because so he gets in John Cena's face, right? And Jimmy is like, oh, yeah, bloodline. <laughs> like, <laughs> take that, John Cena. And then, like, I got confused because I was taking notes, but I, I, I had the spouse replay it. So, like, you see Solo's going to, like, thumb Jim Uso. Yes. But then he, like, does a fake out and instead goes after John Cena hmm and then alan jackson appears right <laughs> yes yes just when you thought the bodies couldn't get any fucking busier <laughs> alan jackson styles <laughs> comes to the ring and is like it's also just me Oose. <laughs> i've got pamphlets about the world and its flatness i would like you all to read them thank you I've been I've been down with the flatter theory since day one ish, which, as you know, was approximately <laughs> four thousand years ago and not any sooner. It is a flat earth. It is a young earth. Dinosaurs are a lie. They are a satanic scam. <laughs> Jurassic Park, my ass. Essex Park. God. <laughs> so I like after the, I just wrote like at the end of all this I just wrote that was chaos it was just chaos like what the fuck is happening what is going on it's like like busybody Jackson is out there just because he wants to beat up on busybody Uso mm-hmm. like John Cena's just there for like Uso bait like I'm not sure exactly what's happening like John yeah, Cena I keeps like... popping up what's is it sweeps week and I don't know about it I feel like you know, Grayson Waller, bless his heart, is just trying to do his job, right? He's been asked to host the show. <laughs> He's got to host the show. John Cena is not really doing anything wrong. I mean, if anything, he has been Grayson Waller's insult victim throughout. But I guess AJ also just kind of wanted to see him because they seem real happy to be reunited at the end. That's true. So That's I guess that point. was a nice moment. I don't know. I did think it was pretty funny how throughout the whole segment, like before Jim Uso came out like John Cena never got to speak like <laughs> just kept talking over him every yes. single time I thought that was pretty funny it was like subtle but like I really liked it I have to say that I do think Grayson Waller is funny I'm not I'm not gonna lie I think he's funny I think he's funny in the way that Graves is funny like mm, that's that's every fair I think got some zingers you know so kind of like it could warm up to me but we'll probably do something stupid. Like keep cutting his hair the way he has been. Dude, it straight up looked like a bowl cut. It did. It was it was pretty awful. Yeah. Well, now that that chaotic nonsense is over, would you like to talk about some different chaotic nonsense on <laughs> Monday Night Raw? absolutely would because the chaotic nonsense we're going to step into deals with matters of the heart. So... We're going to get raw. And I have to tell you that after taking in raw, 
you know, Jillian and I during the week make each other like little video messages. And I am often really bad about when there's something I desperately want to talk to her about on Raw or SmackDown, sort of like innuendoing it in our communications. Like, I'm very excited about <laughs> something that happened on Raw. Like, I'm trying to tempt her into pre talk, and she's so good. She never does it. It's mainly so because good. unless I write down every single thing, I will forget. So by the time, like, I didn't write down, like, talking about raw it's just gone from my brain so i think that's really fair i do try very hard though not to like show my hand and i respect that because one of us has to but you know how i'm gonna react to everything when the with with this stuff so it's not like it's a surprise i can usually predict your feelings so raw kicks off this week with cody rhodes and cody knows what he wants to talk about he wants to talk about <laughs> jay and i'm like "Ooh, tell me more but then he gets dominic mysterio instead and like i'd feel cheated too at that point so this i this question deals with something that comes up a little bit later but i want to ask it now anyway okay. it's like do we think cody is ever actually going to really get what he wants to talk about like he's he ends up answering ko's question later mm -hmm. but like is that what he wanted to say about jay like i am dying to know what cody rhodes has to say about jay i bet cody wanted to like give some kind of stump speech about like jay uso is a great man who's been through great challenges <laughs> like all great men have and then he would tell this folksy anecdote yes. about his dad and yes. something that his dad said about jay that he didn't quite believe in but then he observed yep. jay in a situation and he saw it <laughs> i'm saying that too like my dad loved jay uso <laughs> fucking love jay uso that's all i need um you know like like the fans, Dusty was down since day one-ish. So yeah, as good as it gets. <laughs> um, Dom lets us know that he wants to fight Cody and he's going, this is very, very sweet. He's going to dedicate his victory to mommy. I know, cause apparently she got whiplash from Nia Jax. So I don't, I think it was um, Raquel who got the whiplash oh and i missed it Rhea okay. got the bruised i mean they're all storyline injuries but yeah thank goodness for now but i know i was really like are we really going with that she's injured people gang because yikes <laughs> i think people gang is a great semi insulting way to refer to the writer's room people gang <laughs> um so I thought that Cody in their conflict, he took a good track because a lot of people often imply that Dominic is not a man, right? Yeah, it's kind of tiring. We, we get a lot of like gentlemen and Dom and things like that. But Cody instead implies, he doesn't imply, he just comes out and says that Rhea has not defined their relationship and that she seems very into Jey Uso. I missed that. How did I not hear that part? Oh my God. You got to start watching the show, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything I say is just a guess and somehow it's been working out so far, but the accuracy is stunning. <laughs> it's stunning what you can get from an AI. I need to start, I need to start uh, monetizing this. 
Ah, I missed it. I'm really loving the storyline that Rhea is into James. (laughs) What if that's why they want to recruit him so bad? That would be amazing. Can you imagine that turn of events? She's she's trying to play it cool, but she's like, oh my God. Oh my God, it's just him, (laughs) Oose. Every time she sees him, she like tucks her hair behind her ear. Hey, Jay. Hi, how are you doing? Roman is really stupid. Oh my God. (laughs) Let's wrestle. Oh my goodness. Um, so I thought that was a very nice change from Dominic is not a man, but um, yeah, it still makes Dom very angry nonetheless. And his dad's come out to support him. Uh-huh. The match kicks off and uh, this is really shocking. Dominic <laughs> loses pretty quickly. It was, I said, I wrote down Cody wins. That was brief. <laughs> this is very brief. Um, but I think what happened next might have proved quite exciting for you and I. Do you want to do you want to take us into that? I mean, absolutely. So like it was very exciting because Judgment Day all do the like kind of circling around the ring bit, right? And Cody's they love there circling. Alone, like a lost little sheep and they're the wolves. Yeah. And then in come two tougher sheep. <laughs> Defend defensive sheep in the form of KO and Sammy and they played KO's music because they were being aggressive and mm-hmm. when they need to be aggressive they play KO's music <sighs> and everything was okay they defended him safely I really like the sheep metaphor because it's like one spunky little lamb that is going to fight his heart out <laughs> and one extremely crusty grumpy old ram who has had enough of everything going on in this barnyard and there's just the really fuzzy one that's just kind of there um as cody's leaving on his way out high-fiving glad-handing ko's like no way you gotta cut the music you got some explaining to do come back to the ring we're gonna have a poutine and a talkie yeah but there's not gonna be any poutine we gotta sing first and then we can talk I really like the KO sat on the turnbuckle pouting the whole break. <laughs> and Sammy immediately placed himself in between them. Immediately. I also got a kick of like after they ran out, and of course, like, you know, Cody and Sammy are like, What's up, bro? Thanks, bro. And KO's like, I'm not that into either of you right now. <laughs> don't don't look at me or talk to me. Just KO's like, no. I'm just here in business. Can we please get the business mm-hmm. over with? So I think that uh ko makes some good points here right so he asked cody to confirm that jay is on raw because of him which is such a classic fight move it's like (laughs) let's let's just be clear this happened because of your shitty choices is that accurate exactly and cody does confirm that yes jay is his choice yes and then he kind of is like you know i just want you to tell me why you think that was a good idea cody Mm -hmm. why is it a good idea um such a trap what what did you think of cody's response here um cody's response made total sense i also really like that cody was like hey dude we've all had second chances (laughs) remember it's the nature of the fucking business you know do you remember that time you were a complete asshole for oh two three years I mean, Pepperidge yeah. Farm remembers. <laughs> yeah, I 
I think his response was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he is. Oh, like he is. Um, so yeah, like they talk it over. Sammy kind of makes his case. Um, (laughs) and then I thought it was really great that Kao was like, okay, I just want to remind you of all the times that Jay has ruined our life. Yeah. Because he has ruined all our lives. And then he says, basically, (laughs) that Jay is about to start putting on his eyeliner and joining the judgment day. I know. I love that. Like any other time, I feel like that would be a homophobic slur, but it's absolutely apt. I mean, eyeliner is a huge part of the judgment day. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I'm ready. Let's get Jay in some eyeliner. Like, um, why don't we all put on eyeliner and see what happens? I, <laughs> I like that Sammy's, like the summary of Sammy talking to Kay. It was like, look, you're too grumpy for your own good. Yes! You've been a dick. I've been a dick. Everybody's been a dick. And there was a moment I really thought, so like when Kevin was getting like kind of mad, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, they still haven't said who's going to SmackDown from Raw. KO's going to be like, fuck this, I'm out. And he goes to SmackDown. But that didn't happen, thankfully. I am scared. so afraid that KO will go to SmackDown over this J thing. It could still happen. Yep. I don't want that. And dad, we're going to have some words. That letter they- is going to be long. They have not mentioned it since the first time they mentioned it, like three weeks ago. Oh, I think that's intentional. I think that's to torture you. It's absolutely working. Right? Like, I, there's nothing I want to know more. So excellent work on the suspense. I'm pretty sure KO is dying to say I told you so. Like, he cannot wait until mm-hmm. Jay fucks up. He's just going to be like, like, well, I trust you guys. I hope you're right. So, okay, I'm going to go get some poutine. Bye. I 100% think that if Jey Uso murdered a baby in the ring, Kevin Owens would be like, yes. Wow, that's so sad. I kind of told you guys, but, you know, it's really sad to see. (laughs) I don't want to be one to say I told you so, but. Mm -hmm. Who wants to say I was right, eh? Now let's go get some poutine. That fixes everything. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit um, and we're going to join Jackie backstage with Ricochet. Um, Ricochet, Ricochet thinks that like, like he's serious about this match, right? He's like my opportunity. I'm yep. here for it. Let's do it. But he also is like, I think that Shinsuke thinks this match is just a mind game for Seth, but I'm over that. Now it's personal. Sorry, Shin. Uh, sorry, Ricochet. You are completely wrong. Because <laughs> uh, as Shinsuke goes to the ring, out comes Seth Rollins in a very slutty jumpsuit. I feel like I feel really bad for Ricochet because it's like he got pulled into this drama, and like now he's like, "Yeah, it's my chance." It's like Ricochet, Bobby, no, you're a pawn. You're just. <laughs> like you're that guy that everyone's like why is he in this rivalry i don't under i know it makes me sad because i love him and i don't want him used in this way no i and or abused in this way he should be cherished at every turn exactly you know he and shinsuke do get to wrestle and i thought like predictably it was incredibly fun and really really good um but then Shinsuke is a big old wet blanket and tries to bring a chair into it. And then yeah. Ricochet does something really, really dumb and like 
hits Shinsuke with the chair. Yeah, he was done with everybody's shit. Right in front of the ref. It's like, dude, you've played this game before. You know the rules. Do you think he was just like fed up, over it, done, hates everything? I mean, I kind of like the idea that now all three of them are just like swirling with rage. Well, I guess all two of them <laughs> and Shinsuke's like, whatever. I did have a moment where I was like, after Ricochet hit him, I was like, so it is, is this, this a heel turn? No. What, <laughs> why would he be hitting Shinsuke for that? And then he like was trying to reason with the ref and I thought he was going to hit the ref, but he didn't. It's <laughs> like, this is going to escalate, but it did not escalate. I, I mean, it felt like that, but I, I feel like Shinsuke is such a master troll that it doesn't matter heel or face. He will drive you into being your worst self. Yeah, I, this is like when Rollins comes running out, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, this, this starts the whole, like, all the security <laughs> has to come yes. out from the back and hold the guy back. I really liked Seth's outfit. I liked his little black and white shoes. Um, I got distracted by his clothing. Oh, I just like, I I I left this note where I wrote a note to myself where I was like, I really think Shinsuke is living his best villain life. Like yeah. he's in the ring, he's taunting Seth. Like it's amazing because he's just like totally fucking Seth up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Seth definitely gets the worst of it. Like he gets carried to the back <laughs> by Adam Pierce and some poor ref who cannot shoulder him at all. He looks so much bigger than everybody. I know he kind of had like no. big shoes on, but it it's it's always funny when you get to see wrestlers being bigger than like yes. average size people. I agree. Because they're all so big, so you can't tell scale. <laughs> and it was great because like Seth is suffering and then Shinsuke finds a fan sign that is a basic Seth Rollins, not basics, <laughs> like a giant Seth Rollins head. And is like oh, dancing goodness. around with it. and do I'm like, oh my God, Shinsuke, you've got to stop. This is too mean. Ugh. He's a genius. He's great. And then I of course, love him. Backstage, we see Seth like fall to his knees in pain. So he's really suffering for this. He's been hobbled. But not humbled as we'll find out later. Don't help me. No, he hasn't. doesn't want any help. Um, a little bit later after this, we have a women's tag match between Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark and Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. And, you know, as this match went on, I was thinking to myself, this is better than I thought it would be. I like Zoe and Shayna together. I'm glad Piper's yeah. getting some screen time. And then um, it was just to have Nia Jax come out. I'm just curious how many times we're going to do this. Are they really bringing her back for a while or is this just like a bit like I just have so many. <laughs> I know he asked a lot of these questions on last week's podcast, but it's just like my number one question is why? Yeah, I like who ordered this? <laughs> Nobody asked for it. Nobody Who was like this. This is what I want. It's like those memes where it's like literally everyone in the world colon nothing and then dad let's bring Nia Jax back like mm -hmm. 
everybody's asking for it and it's just like no nobody wanted this dad and it it feels like the whole storyline is just nia Jax is back the lord has let her live another day and she is going to make it everyone's problem yeah there's like i don't care the motivation it's just like yeah it doesn't i don't know maybe they'll develop this story a little bit but i just give zero fucks about it which makes me sad because i like like you said, I like Zoe and Shayna together. I think they're a fun tag team. I would like to see them do something interesting. Yes. But then you're just going to have Nia Jax showing up at every women's match apparently now. Like that's, she's going to haunt everything. Yeah. And she said as she was leaving that the women's division is on notice. And yeah. honestly, they probably should be because if she's sticking around, like they're going to need better health insurance mm-hmm. to deal with the outcome of that. So. Yeah. So I guess more to be seen on what's going on with Nia Jax. Um, There's also more to be seen with Jey Uso. Uh, Jumping ahead a little bit, he is backstage with Jackie. Uh, He's got some silver in his beard that's pretty noticeable tonight, and I have to say I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Real silver fox look. And Jackie is like, what's it like to have everyone hate you? And uh, (laughs) Jay doesn't care. Jay does not care. And uh, what what happens next? I mean, I think Jay's used to everyone hating him, but then Damien walks up and he's like, "Can I please speak with?" <laughs> Thanks. Can I have a minute alone. of your time? I love that he's just like, "Can you let us speak alone in front of the entire world?" But it's fine. I mean, it's a world of two when they're together, Jillian. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> so- if the world is watching. So now, uh, uh, Dominic has approached him. Finn has yes, approached him. Less and respectfully. And now Damien has approached him, and Damien gives him this beautiful speech. Yeah, it was really nice about chosen family. It warmed my heart. Um, I think Damien might be a fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise because. <laughs> He gets the family is more than blood. It's about cars and the people you meet along the way. He's he's campaigning to be in the next one. As he should be. As he absolutely should be. Absolutely. Let's get him in there. It's It was really beautiful. Like, found family is a real favorite trope of mine. So, mm-hmm. I was not mad about this. Um... The other thing I was thinking, I'm so naive. I'm so gullible. I was like, wow. (laughs) I was like, you know, they really do take care of each other. You know, like this is like, it's really nice. Like this is maybe, maybe Jay should join the judgment. (laughs) I mean, you remember that time, like Dominic had a really good relationship with his dad and they just beat him up for three months until he turned on him and joined a cult. That was really sweet. It doesn't take much. Like if someone, if a cultist approached me, I would probably be in that cult in like five minutes. It doesn't take much for me. Think about all the times JD McDonough really put his body and soul on the line for them. And they kind of just spit in his face. They are good people. I mean, he kind of deserves it though, right? I think we (laughs) can all agree. (laughs) To be fair though, I feel like this is the thing about cults, right? We all think that we could never be enticed to join the cult, but we can all be enticed to join the cult. That's how they work. Such as you. I just said I would absolutely be enticed to join the cult. I'm I was like too dumb to notice the signs. 
that it just it wasn't just you that it's it's more than just you it's not that you're too dumb not to see the signs it, it is it's okay i'm offering you a ladder to get out of this hole but you don't want it's, it i live in the <laughs> hole it's fine <laughs> so this was also kind of like an odd moment because it's kind of like I really want you, but everybody else is like leaning towards Jimmy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's manipulative, right? When? Like, nobody's leaning towards nobody wants Jimmy for anything. It's like the it's like the sort of prisoner's dilemma, right? Or mm -hmm. well, not I wouldn't say the prisoner's dilemma, but it's like on cop shows where they're like, your friends next door. <laughs> <laughs> they're confessing everything we know everything so you might as well just tell us right it's like oh. they're trying to be like well jimmy's gonna come so like don't you want to be in it do you want to be the better uso this is a another good example of wrestlers assuming that no one can see what happens in their private conversations I know, I and their so public much. conversations all of their conversations <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to bump ahead a little bit to another very important backstage segment. I mean, this week's raw really was a gift for people who enjoy this circle of friends <laughs> because we return to KO and Sammy doing what they do best backstage arguing about Jay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for this dad. I like that Jay so was much. like, Hey, I'm going to come up and like insert myself into this argument. <laughs> They're fighting about me. I think this is a really good time to be like, what's up, Oos? Yeet. <laughs> Just me, Oos. No. Um, KO gets real, real bitchy in this segment and says he will not trust Jay no matter what he does, which I believe. 100% yeah. I believe. Yes. And then he says he's going to go home and he's going to go wait in the car. Yeah. I almost died. I wrote down heart eyes for that. I was like, this is amazing. They rode together. <laughs> they carpooled the wrestling. Just, um, just imagine. It's like this dark parking lot. And he's sitting there in the car. Arms crossed angry. over his chest. Or even worse, he's leaning against the car because Sammy has the keys. Oh, uh, yeah. He stormed out and realized he can't storm back mm -hmm. in to get the keys. Mm -hmm. It's like looking like it's going to rain. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, there was all this like imposition of deadlines on Jay. Yes. You know, like decide tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> Just like, why does it have to be tonight? What is the deadline? It's not tax season, you idiots. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to have a late rental fee. I don't understand why everybody's so like, come on, Jay, figure it out. Like he just got there. It's like in uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, where the girl is like, what's it going to be? Yes or no? And she just keeps like nagging at Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. God, until Meatloaf that's... loses it. I mean, it is one of the most annoying songs of all time. It really, really is. God rest Meatloaf's soul. But I know. That song was not Sorry, it. Sorry, Meatloaf. It was not it. Um. I did like that Sammy wished Jay luck in his uh, big decision. He's there for mm -hmm. him. He's rooting for him. He believes mm -hmm. in him. But also, like, I just feel like it's very much laced with, like, I don't know. I f no, I don't want to say that. I was thinking it felt to me a little bit like 
I'm going to be really disappointed <laughs> if you don't make the right decision. Like, no pressure. But I, Us I think it is. I think so. I think Jay Uso is having what you so rarely see in any form of entertainment a genuine redemption arc that's an arc. Yeah. You know, like so often, like someone is bad and does reprehensible things, and then they fix that in a 45 minute episode of television. It's like everyone loves them now and they're part of the gang. Yeah. And so, like, you know, even like Sammy is one of Jay's biggest cheerleaders, but he doesn't 100% always have faith that Jay will do the right thing. And I, I kind of like that we're doing this. You know, we're really going to build it back. I am here for every moment. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> and um, the moments that don't exist, but I make them up in my head. <laughs> those moments are just as special and valid. Don't you let anyone tell you otherwise. Thank you. After this, we have a moment that felt neither special nor valid. Um, Becky Lynch comes to the ring and she talks about a lot of stuff. And then she issues a challenge and Natalia comes out and she's wearing like some very sex positive leader hosen. <laughs> it's just a lot. Um, they have a little back and forth. What did, what did you think about all this? It's a weird juxtaposition, right? Where they're like, Becky's like, oh, I was thinking of some youngster, essentially. Yeah. And meanwhile, Nia Jax is like wandering around doing whatever the fuck she wants. And it's like, why are we shitting all over Natalia? Because she wants her shot. But also, right. Natalia, what are you doing? I mean, Natalia made a really good point where she's like, you're talking about these young people, but then you're holding the JV belt at your big age. Mm -hmm. But then she followed that sick burn up with a truly terrible insult, hypocritical ginger witch. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was I zero like... of ten, Natty. I don't know. I feel like even LA Knight couldn't have saved that one. No, absolutely not. Um... <laughs> I also feel like, so they fight and it's a fine match, but like nobody expects Natalia to win anything. I had, I kind of hoped, I was like, well, maybe they're doing something for good old Natalia. If I nope. see her start to win matches, I'm going to assume she's retiring at the end of the year. That's, I think that's a fair assumption. Like it's one good run before she goes. I mean, give her something, man. Yeah, this uh, this was not it. So, I mean, these two ladies are great competitors, and I like to see them wrestle, but mm -hmm. this was a strange situation. It was so weird. I don't understand what is happening. After this, we have a segment backstage where Dominic Mysterio breaks into a conversation between Dragon Lee from NXT and Adam Pearce, but... I only really want to touch on this because Dom has an amazing um, thought that he shares. He announces to Dragon Lee that he doesn't like guys with masks because they remind <laughs> him of his deadbeat dad. I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Dom's daddy issues are incredible. They are deep-seated. I also wondered if you caught what he said in Spanish because I only caught siempre, which means always, but I didn't. Bummer. All right. I'm sorry. Back to Google Translate for me. Eh? 
I did when he was talking to the crowd earlier in the night. He was telling him to shut up over and over again. But <laughs> see, that's it. good. You caught that. Yeah. So moving ahead a little, we have to go to what I think might be the most important backstage segment of the entire night. Um, we go backstage <laughs> and we see Drew, and he's brooding and shirtless, and that's it. That's the whole he's- thing. He's posing for the next romance book cover that he's going to be on. Did you see the Claymore mm-hmm. in the background watching him <laughs> hungrily? <laughs> oh, this one is going to be the Scottish Rogue's Rage or something like that. This is the middle book in the series where he does some naughty things. Yeah. And it's all because of the Claymore. He operates on the behest of the Claymore. Like it talks to so. him. I think I need to write these books. I would like you to get started on it immediately. <laughs> I mean, you have not produced much for my entertainment lately. So if you want to start well, cracking on that. NaNoWriMo is coming up. So maybe I'll write a romance novel. We'll see how it goes. Oh my God. <laughs> One where a sword controls someone. I mean, I've seen a bunch of videos on Book Talk about that woman who wrote the novella about the woman who falls in love with her door. So I... Oh boy. Okay. It's a real thing. Anyway, uh, okay. th- your story is not that far out of the range of possibility. It's not. Okay. After this, um, we've also got Seth and Byron backstage, and Seth is worked up. He's like limping really bad. His jumpsuit is perilously tied around his waist. Yeah, he's having a rough time. Um, Seth comes across like an absolute lunatic here yeah what do you what do you um, think he's cracked right like yeah the thing is it was weird from the start it was weird that he was like okay man i'm gonna give you a shot shot at the title again like after they'd had their match after seth Mm -hmm. won after he retained the title he's like so you want a rematch right like already like the kind of bonkers is starting to come out and this is just like his I would say rather rapid descent into um, wrestling madness. I think that's very apt. Do you remember being in like middle school, junior high English, and you would learn about the basic plots in fiction? So there's like man against man, man against nature. And I feel like we started with man against man, but this has rapidly descended into man against self. And Seth is just like trying to prove it to himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like going to fuck himself up worse. Absolutely. By refusing to like take a step back. I still think we're headed towards Seth taking some time off. Although I saw an ad for um, the Royal Rumble in January. Was it the Royal Rumble? Yeah. And you know how they like send out the ads and like featuring superstars and like Seth yeah. was listed. Now I know that's just like a, a whatever, right? That they put that in there. But I was just like, is he really not going away? Because I'm <laughs> like, they're really I, building up for him going away. Yeah, I feel like I would not trust any Royal Rumble advertising right now. That feels yeah. scammy to me. I agree with that. you. I mean, wait until you see the Royal Rumble ticket prices if you want to talk about scammy. Oh my God. <laughs> every time I sign up for the pre sale code, and every time, like, why? wrestling is impossible at this point yeah it's not for girls it's not for boys it's not for freaking anybody it's for rich people Mm -hmm. 
after this little meltdown, we have our main event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you thought things were crazy earlier, they're about to get crazy again. Um, Jay makes everybody do the dumb arms to his music, yep. and they do that right through the commercial break. They love him. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learn as all this is happening that next week, Sammy and KO are going to take on Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the tag titles again. They've got their rematch. Yeah. I. Do you think they're going to get him back? I think that uh, Jay is going to try to help them. <gasps> and it's going to go bad. And it's going to go bad because he brings that Jacef energy to everything he does. And then KO goes to SmackDown. And then KO's going to lose his ever loving mind. <sighs> and maybe kill Jay. I don't need all this heartbreak. And Cody will be like, I just got him. <laughs> My baby. And KO will be like, I don't care, eh? Runs him over with a Zamboni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, we also learned that Bronson Reed will face Otis, but oh God, I could not care less about that. I give so few fucks. Like, I, I'm actually like in the hole of fucks to give. Mm-hmm. I owe about 37,000 fucks on this one. Mm-hmm. So um drew makes his entrance and he's wearing the white kilt yeah he's in his like superhero undies and everything yeah yeah i think jay uh not jay drew thinks he's the hero here and i don't know if anyone else does yeah i don't think so either drew's kind of yeah (laughs) also like a little villainous as he's prancing around his white kilt they pan to jay and Jay is making the stink face looking at him. And I was like, that's kind of how I feel about the white outfit, too. I love Jay's stink face. It's very stinky. It is a very stinky stink face. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. The wrestling for me is not the main attraction here. Although right. the wrestling is great. This is a yes. very good and fun match. Um, but then Dom and his dads appear. Mm-hmm. My two dads. Also, at this point, we learn that earlier in the day, Drew has shared a video of Jay beating him up on social media. <laughs> like, dude, He's you're like, obsessed. He is. I just, I just like. I think it's funny because I feel like every person in the locker room is probably someone you could hold a grudge against, right? At one point yes. or another. But like, let's really focus on Jay, everybody. Do you know what else, like you saying that brought something to mind for me? So the discourse is everybody hates Jay, right? Yeah. But literally the only people saying anything about Jay are Cody, KO and Sammy, Drew, and the Judgment Day. No one else gives two shits about Jay Uso. <laughs> no, nobody like cares. You, you go up to Chad Gable, like, what do you think about Jay Uso? He's like, I, he's fine. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> he's you know i saw him earlier are you looking for him he's he's a good wrestler i don't what are we doing so i mean i i feel like this is a a tempest in a very small teapot (sighs) yes but um once dom and his two dads come out um the judgment day kind of starts hyping jay up and like Mm -hmm. they're in his corner they're supporting him damien is like hella into it and then what happens well there's a moment Mm -hmm. 
where Jay fist bumps them and my heart broke a little bit, but I was also like, okay, I was like, let's do it. All right. Let's all in. Come on. Fuck it up. But it didn't happen. Jay did not let the darkness take him. He did not give them family and friendship. He gave them super kicks. He gave all of them super kicks. That was beautiful. I was like, Damien, you leaned into the super kick. It's like each one of those dumbasses took it full in the face. I'd be the third time it happened. That person had seen two other people get super kicked. What? <laughs> they were stunned. They were stunned into their an inability to move because they couldn't believe what they were seeing. It makes sense because who could imagine that Jey Uso could be duplicitous? Not me. And then they started beating him up right away and that made me sad. Yes. So, you know, unfortunately, after his great showing with the super kicks, Drew gets the win. And then everyone starts just kicking the shit out of Jay. And Drew's back there having a crisis. (laughs) Yeah, Drew's like, I don't care. I I just just don't care. I feel like it's like total garbage, my dude, because you're like, I'm the white knight here. I won my match. Therefore, grudge settled, my dude. Go help a human being out. Right? Like, he kind of, like, at first he's consternated and he starts to go and then he just walks away. And I think... You touched on a really important point, right? Like at this point, everybody's reaction to Jay kind of says more about them than it does about Jay. Absolutely. Like if Drew is supposed to be in his mind the good guy, then what a good guy does is helps out the underdog, even if you're not mm-hmm. friends. Exactly. Which, of course, we see Da-da-da-da. a good guy, a real Clark Kent, rises to the occasion, and here comes Superman, Cody Rhodes. Did you see what happened in the ring? Like, <laughs> there was a moment. I, I don't remember exactly who he had pinned or whatever he was doing, but he was like making intense eye contact with Jay in the corner. And Jay was like, I don't know how to handle this. This is more <laughs> than I, like, I, I did this for, for you. I mean, I think, you know, Cody wants more. <laughs> and know Jay, what, may, <laughs> Jay may want considerably less. I think Jay wants far less attention. Jay is like, if we could all stop paying attention to me and maybe think about our own families, friends, paychecks, other concerns, like what's going on in politics and the weather, guys, anything but me. Uh, since since Jay is Bella, Cody has now positioned himself as Edward Cullen. So, oh my God, Cody is absolutely, absolutely Edward Cullen, and Drew is uh, James. The bad vampire from the first movie. The hunter. And I, the tracker? I think the tracker. He's the a tracker. tracker. I think that Sammy <laughs> is likely Jacob. <gasps> it's true. Think about it. Because he's a true friend, right? Yeah. Like, he's a true friend, but his <laughs> ulterior motives are going to get the better of that friendship, and he's never going to get it. And KO is Jacob's friend. <laughs> In the first movie, he just says, the Cullens don't come here. I'm here. I wish the Cullens would stop coming here, eh? And also the Usos. <laughs> we don't see him ever again. Ah, Jay Uso is not welcome at La Push. That much we know. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever tire of somehow turning wrestling into Twilight. And like, I just can't, I can't stop. If you ever stop, we're not going to be friends anymore. So. <laughs> It's just too perfect. Don't stop. 
It's too perfect. So, I mean, this ends with a lot of feelings like Cody is intensely staring at people. Jay is a little <laughs> taken aback. Damien is freaking infuriated that this went down the way it did. Yeah. It's a lot. I like where this whole storyline is going. So <sighs> there's a lot of um, actors in it that like, yes, I am enjoying all of their interactions with each other. So I, I hope they prolong this for a while. This is like the best TV show I've ever watched. The cast flawless. Yep. The pairings flawless. Yep. The performances incredible. I need more, Dad. Just keep it coming, please. Dad, if you could create a fourth show that is just <laughs> about this. I we could get on the ground floor of that one. Just podcast mm -hmm. only about that show. <laughs> Actually, that's a great promise. We will stop talking about your other shows if you make the show for us. Oh, man. And we also, could like, sidebar about the Shotzi um, yes. Scarlet Spooky show. Even if this is a show that you make for us on your phone in parking lots after Raw ends, <laughs> we will be probably even more delighted. I'll help you edit it. I will help you produce the show, Dad. Just And I will help please. you script it. Please. Here we go. I will be embarrassing for this. <laughs> we are embarrassing for everything else. I don't know why this would be any different. Exactly. So... That was the week in wrestling. Was there mm -hmm. anything else that you wanted to touch on before we put this one to bed? No, just a dreamy sigh. <sighs> it was definitely a uh, 10 of 10. Would watch again. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us for Wrestling is for Girls. You can find all our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcast or on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. And if you want to know when new episodes are posted, you can follow us on the app formerly known as Twitter. Have a wonderful week. And uh, remember, don't mind your own business. All of the good things that happened this week were because nobody minded their own business. So don't mind yours.